former Vice President Mike Pence was in attendance, but Donald Trump was not. With a pandemic that has killed over 400,000 in the U.S., protests against black and brown racial injustice, and white supremacist ideologies spreading through rampant misinformation and the violent insurrection at the Capitol, President Biden's speech directly challenged Trump's divisive rhetoric, calling for America to heal and empathize. I spoke to UCSB history professor Paul Spickard about what he expects for the Biden administration and the country moving forward from this year's inauguration day. President Joe Biden made unity a main focus of his inauguration day speech. What first steps do you think the president should take to get closer to this goal? Well, I think that today he took a, an excellent first step in a, an inauguration speech that was relentlessly about us, about the United States of America, about us being one people despite our differences. I don't know if it will be sufficient, but it was absolutely necessary. Um, a lot will depend upon how that message is received. If a significant number of establishment Republican uh, leaders adopt a responsible posture, then we may be in for a gradual lessening of tensions and um, uh, we may look back on the last months or years, depending upon your politics, um, as, uh, you know, a bad dream. Um, but um, it's, you know, it's, there's a lot of heavy lifting ahead, uh, relentlessly, uh, uh, over the next several months, I, I think that Biden is going to be challenged by the members of his own party to do more for everyday Americans. Um, and he's gonna try really hard to bring some Republicans along uh, and to get some sort of a working coalition going. Uh, but it's gonna be it's gonna be real diff difficult times already they had called for fast tracking the homeland security chief um and already uh the uh, junior senator from uh, missouri blocked it uh and so there we were, we're now going to be without leadership in homeland security for a period of days or even weeks that kind of op that's josh hawley i don't they um that kind of obstinate opposition uh, may make it a very difficult and rocky period. Coming from Jamaican and Indian descent, Kamala Harris is the first woman and woman of color to be elected vice president. She's entering office at a time when the Senate is divided 50-50 between Republicans and Democrats. What impact will her time in office and her tie-breaking vote have? I think she's going to be called on to break some ties. Um, that makes it difficult for her to be much help um, to uh, the uh, Biden administration in an administrative capacity. And the last couple of vice presidents have, have uh, really had substantial uh, duties. Um, with that really, really tight margin, um, 
uh, I think that she may be called on um, for um, uh, to vote on some of of, um, of of President Biden's appointments. Um, most of his appointments are people that would ordinarily sail, those ones he's announced, uh, are people who ordinarily sail through um, uh, confirmation because they're they are experienced, they are non-ideological, um, they they have not made a lot of enemies, um, and they're highly highly competent, uh, which is a contrast to the the previous administration because they had a lot of people who didn't have a lot of qualifications for the, doing the jobs like Betsy DeVos, the education secretary. Um, but um, this seems to be an all-star cast, but the, the it, tensions are so heightened. Um, we're gonna have to see if the Republicans can get their act together uh, and decide to be part of governing responsibly. Uh, that didn't happen in the, um, much in the last four years uh, with Mitch McConnell not being willing to do anything uh, that uh, that would not be approved um, by um, uh, President Trump, which meant that uh, uh, Mitch McConnell as leader of the Senate, um, well, the Senate did almost nothing except pass a really big tax cut for rich people. And Donald Trump was absent from the ceremony. Do you think this sets any precedents for future transfers of power? Trump is a precedent-breaking uh, president in almost every way. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I don't think that this is going to set a new precedent. I don't think that we're going to have this kind of lack of cooperation uh, in the transfer of power after the next election. There will be a time when... Uh, a Democrat is no longer uh, the elected president of the United States. And if that be a Republican party or some other constellation of whatever, um, the, um, uh, I think that we, the folks will go back to being polite and decent to each other. I mean, in, in, in Donald Trump, we had a president who was extremely selfish and uncouth and that he would throw a fit and stomp out um, is not a surprise to anybody. And actually it's probably a relief to some people. Considering the past year's racial protests, the pandemic and the Capitol insurrection, why do you think this year's inauguration day is especially important? We've had a bad year. Uh, Even as late as this in January last year, we were not we, America could not imagine that we were uh, going to have a pandemic and Americans were kind of chuckling at the, the plight of um, the Chinese uh, in January last year. Uh, and then we had an experience that in one year we killed as many Americans um, as were killed in all of World War II. Before this is done, we may end up with as many dead as there were during the Civil War or the uh, pandemic of uh, 1918 to 1920. Um, That by itself would be so destructive um, that um, we were facing as as bleak a uh, prospect as uh, we have ever faced. 
I add that um, the brutal slaying of George Floyd, of Breonna Taylor, of so many black and brown men and women um, by police, by uh, other white citizens. Finally, America woke up and, and said enough, and it still continues. Um, we, that's a huge problem. It's going to, I mean, it's, it is the work of my life to try to work on that problem. And I've been working at it for 50 some years and it's, it's not noticeably better. Um, with all this noise and all the pain, um, and the, the noise coming back from the, um, the insurrectos that look like s stars of Duck Dynasty. I think it, it was amazing that this went off so well. I think it was an amazing start. You can't say we've turned a page, but you can say that we've at least stepped back from the precipice a little bit. And maybe, just maybe, we won't fall off. In inaugural poet Amanda Gorman's poem, The Hill We Climb, she states that quiet isn't always peace. That line seems to hold a lot of weight in regards to everything that's happened in the past year. Could you elaborate on this possibly in regards to how the country can move forward from Inauguration Day? The fact that somebody isn't shooting at you doesn't mean that they're not angry. There's a lot of anger in America right now. And we got to find a way to disagree about policy and not about the fundamental character of other people and not consign people to the category of evil. And it's really hard for me to, to do that, and I think it's hard for a lot of Americans right now because people on both sides of the divide really are horrified at, about each other. Um, and, um, you know, if we can remember that it's possible to be one people, uh, and if we can take little steps to not bang on each other all the time, maybe that quiet can have some small measure of peace in it. Um, on the other hand, you know, the fact that somebody's not shooting at you may just mean that they're loading up. Uh, and that's a really scary, scary thing. On January 20th, 2021, Joseph R. Biden Jr. was sworn in as the 46th President of the United States and Kamala Harris was sworn in as the first woman and first woman of color vice president. This administration is coming into office at a time in which America is deeply divided along political and ideological lines. The ceremony was peaceful, with no pro-Trump rioters or protesters present. Thank you to Professor Paul Spickert for sharing his thoughts on Inauguration Day. With KCSB News, I'm Aubrey Valerio.